Hello, my name is Tim. And this podcast is all about how I and my neighbours are coping with and reacting to the current coronavirus lockdown whilst living on canal boats in Birmingham, England. In the previous episode, which incidentally was also the first, it seemed that most of us were rather enjoying the first few days of isolation. But how are we all feeling now that we are eight days into lockdown, reality has kicked in and the grey skies have returned? Living on a canal boat during these peculiar times brings additional worries and concerns. This week, we talk to a few more boating neighbours, and I start by asking Lisa and Ian how they're coping. Well, the lockdown has continued now for over a week. Yeah. Um, how's it been going for you, Ian? Well, if you remember, we got clever, didn't we? We went out and bought, we realised all the jobs we wanted to do over the year, and we went out to the, the hardware store and bought all the supplies we wanted just before they actually started closing the shops. And we was really lucky to get the paint and wooden parts we needed, weren't we, to get that. To, so we got something to do. But some of us weren't so prepared. Here's Harry. The one thing that I wish I'd bought before the lockdown started was more building materials for the boat. So every boat is a project in some way. Every boat needs work doing all the time to keep to keep up appearances and to keep up you know its function and uh, spending time here makes me realize just how many things annoy me and where I need to put shelves in in certain places and more storage and replace things so my one thing I wish I'd bought would have been a sheet of plywood uh, because it's impossible to get hold of now. We thought one of the jobs we could do was varnish the windows all down one side of the boat because last year we varnished the windows on one side, which is the side that's normally by the towpath. The, the ones side. we could see, we didn't care about the, the other side. side. Oh, awful. So that was a, a job we were going to do on lockdown, but we haven't been able to buy any varnish. So if there was one thing I wished we'd bought before lockdown, it would be varnish because that would have been mm. nice to have been got that job done. Nikki and John. Well, John's used to going out pretty much most days to get bits and pieces of shopping. So I think it's been a bit of a challenge for him not to. One of the things being on a boat uh, is that you sometimes make sure you've got plenty of food if you want to go out touring. You know, you want to take the boat out. So you've always got at least a couple of weeks supply in. On a boat, you use your space really well. So there's little cupboards and bits tucked around underneath drawers and underneath cupboards and stuff like that and oh there's another bottle of wine how nice is that or some extra cans always got stuffed away in little holes so it's a funny one on a boat because we haven't got very much space for stuff and yet somehow our kitchen cupboards are like mary poppins bag isn't it there is lots of stuff at the back isn't there (laughs) so uh this week when we ran out of bread we ate a stolen from christmas which was Christmas nice. stolen in March. <laughs> and, and it was fresh. It was well, all right. it was okay. Your standards slip, don't they? And while I while I was fertling and found the stolen, I also found a jar of um mince meat. So I might make some mince pies as well. So Christmas has come around. <laughs> it feels like Christmas every day on this boat, doesn't it? We have got a very small space here, mm. haven't we? I mean, this is one of the smaller boats for two people to live on. And so we we can't store anything. But we've been using the uh, the boot of the car yeah. to uh, to keep some of our... All the wines in the boot of the car. 
Space is always tight on a narrow boat, but spare a thought for Dawn and Trevor, who not only live on their boat with their dog Ralph, but also four-year-old Georgie. Hello, my name is Georgie. I'm four years old and I live on a boat with my mom, dad and dog and we can't go to school yet because there's a um, virus going on at the moment. The main issue with living on a narrow boat with a young child under this lockdown is really the lack of space. I mean, we're used to that. It, it, it's part of our way of life. However, when... It's all day, every day for the foreseeable future and we don't know how long this is going to go on for. That can pose a bit more of a challenge. We are keeping busy. We're doing the usual things that Georgie enjoys drawing. She has her colouring books, her, her key stage workbooks, her math, English and science. We've been reading a lot. There's uh, some groups on Facebook which I've had a look at. There's lots of suggestions of activities uh, that you can do with the kids. A lot of them, however, seem to involve a bit more space than we have, whether that's physical space or space for storage, you know, uh, things you can print off, worksheets you can print off. We don't have the luxury of space for storage. We don't have a printer. Um, You know, we can't store an abundance of craft supplies to to do the craft projects on there, Uh, which, you know, this lack of space being on a narrow boat can, I guess, so it can be a bit limiting at times in that respect, but... I suppose it just means that I'll just have to get more creative about being creative. Just before we got locked down, we were needing gas. So we managed to get gas. We managed to get coal the day before everything got locked down. So if it gets cold now, we're fine. If we didn't have the coal, there's always people here who've got extra coal that we could say, could I borrow a couple of bags off you? This is the beauty of uh, living on a narrowboat in this community. Hi, this is Penny. I'm not too worried about supplies on the boat. I mean, you're pretty self-contained on a boat, really. Very pleased that I bought some gas bottles because bottle gas runs uh, all my hot water. Uh, My heating's a solid fuel stove. I've got quite a lot of uh, smokeless solid fuel for that. I've got a very small fridge, um, so I tend to have quite a lot of tins and dried goods anyway. So, you know, I even have sausages in a bottle. I've got loads of pasta, couscous, rice. Hello, my name's Colin Hastings. I've been isolating for seven days on narrowboat on shanty on advice from my GP. I've had certain symptoms like a sore throat and a cough, but the cough's gone, I'm pleased to say, and so I can return to work tomorrow. My neighbours very kindly offered to bring food and anything I needed, and I was reminded of what a nice place this is to live at Hockley Port and what nice people I live with. I mean, the boat-specific things, apart from the, the gas bottles... It's odd little things like um, stern gland grease. Um, I think we're all right for that. And, of course, I'm sure we'll get on to talking about toilets at some stage because boaters just can't help themselves. We uh, pumped the loo out uh, right at the early days of this, didn't we? I think it was Mm. the last day that the uh, pump station was open. We have to go about a mile into Brindley Place once a month-ish, which normally is quite a fun little trip, isn't it? We often park outside the pub which is where it is and then we'll have a beer and get pumped out and it's quite nice um we can do once a month because generally speaking i use the uh the community toilet for for doing um my Mm. business um (laughs) but um because we're in lockdown we're actually using this loo here much more more, aren't we so i 
I, I don't know how long it's going to last no. us for. Have you had a look down there lately? No, I never like to look down well, there. I mean, it is, it's unlike a normal toilet where, you you know, you can't normally see around the U-bend. When, when we press the pedal to flush, the hole opens to the abyss. So we could look in it, but we haven't. Um, but there are people here who have their own pumps and there is a pump out station. So we may have to um, borrow someone's pump to pump out at some point. But it's, it's obviously it's a serious concern if your your toilet fills up. You know, that's not a worry that people who don't live on a boat have. I know that about every three weeks, three to four weeks, we have to pump out the toilet tank. We were getting due anyway. But I did say to John that just in case one of us gets sick, um, that's not a job you want to be doing when you're poorly. So we did make sure we pumped that out the other day. The only good thing with a pump out, I have no sense of smell. So I don't have the side effects of uh, pumping out the boat. I'm very pleased that I have got some loose stuff for the toilet because uh, yeah, I'm bucket and chuck it rather than pump out. Um, and so I do need to have a good dollop of blue stuff for my loo a couple of times a week. I'm sure that's probably enough detail for now on that. And um, put them on my fingers because then one, two, three, four, five. Okay. That's where I want them on my fingers. Do you know what their names are? Um, Only Yoda. That's Darth Vader. Yep, my favourite. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker. Oh, Mom, I even looked at one too. Okay. I don't know what his name is. No, I don't either. Georgie seems to be coping well. She's lived on a boat all of her life. She doesn't know any different. This is just home to her. She doesn't have experience of another way of life to compare it to. I think in general, as a species, us boaters can be quite well, well prepared for most things. I think because on a boat you have to get all your own supplies in you know gas coal water um, sometimes you have to generate your own electricity uh, and all of these things i think we do tend to plan for things and have backups in store and not need to rush out and buy toilet roll on the first day of the crisis um, because i think in general speaking to other boaters we seem to think things through and kind of be prepared for what might you know need to come because it has to be part of our routine to be knowing uh, what we've got and, and what, what we need for absolutely everything in our lives. Is there anything you wish that you had that we don't board. have? I wish we'd got a few more sort of like art supplies maybe. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have had some sort of painting equipment around. You wanted some uh, coloured pencils the other day, didn't I you? I did want some coloured pencils. Uh, Makes we'd... me sound like a five-year-old. <laughs> I want some coloured pencils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think something to sort of keep ourselves occupied would be a good thing to do, wouldn't it? John's getting a bit restless because John's used to going out all the time. I'm quite, yeah, really quite happy tucked up at home, to be honest. Yes, it's been a bit of an ordeal, but I know I've got to do it. If we didn't have this crisis, yes, I'd be in and out. Uh, but we've got this crisis. I can see the need for self-isolation and I want to live, so I'm going to stop in. Living in a city on a boat is an absolutely fantastic way because you are amongst people but you're not quite part of the city you think all you've got to do is just undo that rope and away you go I mean very slowly admittedly boats only travel at three miles an hour and then you've got the lots but the the idea of freedom is very much there now we can get into a long complicated thing about if you go if you move your boat are you always two meters away from somebody but I think the reality is it looks bad form to do too much navigating although there will be some in that essential navigating for some pump out and filling up with diesel for some people I guess 
providing those facilities are still available. So I think it's not in the spirit of things to move around too much. And of course, if you got stuck, it's not reasonable to expect a boatyard to be open to come and rescue you. But a little bit of a potter is needed. You know, you need, do need to run your engine. It's much less antisocial to charge your batteries up by taking your boat for a spin than to have your engine running constantly and annoying people. So it's very, very difficult emotionally for a boater to be told they can't go and to feel trapped. You don't mind being in a small space, you've chosen it, and the whole of the country that's navigable is yours to move your home in. So you have that real freedom in your head, even if you never actually use it. So to be told that really you can't go very far, you shouldn't go very far, suddenly that little bit of rope that you just have to untie becomes a chain that's locked down and I don't know how that's going to play out in all our heads. We, we might start getting a bit of cabin fever, particularly if there's bad weather. We're very fortunate it's summer. You know Ian, I believe that some people at Hockley Port really don't believe the seriousness of what's happening yeah, in the yeah. outside world yeah, what do you think that, yeah that, that, that's true i mean there's been people with who simply get supplies for it and when we haven't been able to get exactly what they want because we can't go from store to store um they're quite upset we haven't got exactly the right item i think people would probably be a bit more realistic if they realized uh, or actually went to visit the 2,000-bed hospital they're building at the NEC, well, this is it, yeah. and also the temporary mortuaries that are being well, built. Well, there's a lot of trailers, refrigerated trailers around there, and that's not for your frozen chips, is it? I do believe that there's a lot of people who just haven't grasped the situation. One thing I have, uh, I keep nagging John about, is uh, all the communal spaces. So we don't use much. There's a laundry, the post room. Um, there is a communal shower and toilet block if you want to use it. Um, those are the things that have always got people's hands on them and stuff like that so i keep having to say wash your hands wash your hands have you washed your hands before you've been in have you washed your hands after you've been in so he's getting really bored of that yes i am and i've got the cleanest hands i've ever had which isn't saying a lot <laughs> i'm also a little bit worried we're going to run out of internet because normally i go to work i've read all the internet already <laughs> i didn't mean run out of content oh. i meant run out of actual internet because we have a dongle don't we on the boat um, and it normally does fine. I normally do all of my work in an office using their internet. And now I'm working on the boat and a lot of my work is uh, Zoom calls. And obviously we've got all our friends want to house party us all the time. And we're actually watching a bit of telly, which we don't have a telly, so we don't normally watch. But we've been entertaining ourselves a little bit, haven't we, watching films. So we're ripping through the internet a bit. So yeah. I'm a bit worried about that. I don't want to start rationing the internet. That really will feel like the I end of the world. I guess we can always buy more, can't we? We can always top up. It just gets well, expensive. Well, in the olden days, we might have gone and sat at a cafe or a pub and use yeah. their internet if we were that desperate but obviously you can't do that now are you going to help me wash up again tomorrow yeah it can be your job can't it because you're very good at that but you forgot i'm going to wash up um after dinner yesterday well you can wash up after dinner today thank you mummy that's okay <laughs> do this one first because this one's my favorite yoda yeah okay yoda's my favorite Gonna cut it very carefully. I know how to cut because I do it at my new after school club. Have you missed after school club? Yeah, my new after school club I missed. Yeah, what do you miss most about it? Um, that I can't play. Can't play with all your friends there. No, nope, not even 
Not even the big Emily. No, we need the glue for this part. Yeah, well, we've got to cut it out first. Yep. You're already very good. After you've done this one, you can do these ones. Hmm. But first, you have to glue this one before you do these ones. Okay. We will be checking in with my neighbours again next week to see how they're coping with living in such close quarters with their loved ones. Please subscribe to this podcast to follow our unique perspective during this time of coronavirus lockdown. And once again, I'm extremely grateful to all our contributors in this episode, who once again had to make their recordings in their own safe spaces and send them to me via WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. Stay safe. And thank you for listening.